0: and gentlemen, in your lifetime and in my lifetime, we have gone all the way in the culture from Madonna singing Papa Don't Preach into the churches and the churches are saying preachers don't preach. The time will come when they will have itching ears and they will turn their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables myths but Paul gives a word concerning apostasy and with a note of urgency he says to the young preacher preach the word that's what God wants the preacher to do in this day thank you brother gravely what a joy it is to be here Amen. I'm humbled greatly I want to borrow from what a young man said at our annual thanksgiving meeting once i had uh, several preachers brother gravity always kicked it off we needed uh, somebody to get us in gear and he always was able to do that but then i'd call for some 10 minute preachers and one of them got up and he looked out over the congregation And he said, Wow. Said, you're a different looking crowd than that crowd that looks at me when I'm on the tailgate preaching at a flea market. (laughs) And so where I normally go, that's the way I feel. Thank you so much for coming to this meeting. My heart's been thrilled and blessed and challenged by the great preaching I have heard already. Our loved brother Gravely and his family, I pray for them often. And these preachers on the platform, I pray for them and their families and their ministries and many of you out there. And a lot of you I don't know, but I'm so glad to be in service with you If you will, I want you to open your Bibles to Luke, the 15th chapter. And I know that every preacher here has preached this text. No doubt you've quoted it, and you have referenced it once and again. But better than two years ago, I was studying for a special Sunday meeting and the Lord touched my heart with this text and it just seemed Brother Gravely that it was impressed upon my heart if I ever preach at this meeting again this is what I was to preach so I'm going to give you when I first saw it I thought wow what a sermon and that sermon's Dwindle down to a thought so that's what I'm going to give you this morning and get out of the way all right so uh, let's uh, let's begin I'm just using one verse for right now we'll be looking at other things as well but if you will look with me please how this text begins Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. Now what was it about this preacher that the publicans and the sinners would gather around him to hear what he had to say? It was that he had a message of hope for them. They could not find that in the religious crowd of that day. But this Galilean had a message of hope for them. Then we read in verse 2, and the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, this man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. Now, I want to say the Lord was aware of the play acting of the scribes and the Pharisees, and he was very often putting them in their place. And this had something to do with those sinners and publicans who were listening because they received no help. Only criticism uh, from them. But these scribes and Pharisees were the enemies of Christ. If you remember, Christ had given a parable of a man that had a vineyard and went away, and then he sent a servant to gather in the reapings, and the Bible said they stoned him. Yes. And then he sent another and Jesus said they beat him. And then he sent a third and they killed him. And so the vineyard owner said, I have one son. Beloved son. Surely they'll reverence my son. I'm going to send him. And they did. He did and they killed him. Jesus said, what will the owner of this vineyard do when he comes back the way that they have treated his servants and his son? And Jesus said, he will destroy them. Yes. Well, they were aware that Jesus was speaking this parable against them. And then they sent certain Pharisees and Herodians to try to catch him in their words, in his words. So if the devil cannot catch you in one area, he's going to try and keep on trying until he's able to do so. Then we see these scribes and Pharisees again in John chapter 11, where this poor woman was caught in adultery and they brought her in and sat her In the midst. Now, I want to say this, and I'm not going to say much about it, because a year and a half ago, the Lord gave me a message on that John uh, 8 verses 1 through 11. And so I was talking to Brother Chad Bailey. I was at his meeting when he pastored in Pennsylvania, and Brother Johnny Jones was there. I think we were in a book room. And we were talking about the way uh, some people treated sinners and name calling. And I, I remember being in a preacher's fellowship and this pastor's son said, I almost died and went to hell because he said I pretended to be a Christian so a lot of preachers would let me alone and not calling me names and all. And we were just talking along that. Let me tell you something right now. Jesus Christ never called a sinner a bad name. Now, I know that's tough, but that's right. That's the Scriptures. And we were talking about that. And I said to uh, Brother Bailey and Brother Jones, I said, you know, I said, the Lord gave me a message over a year ago, and Brother Jones butted in, and I told him what it was about. And Brother Jones butted in, and he said, you're afraid to preach it. And I said, you're right. Yeah, tell it, Preacher. You're right. I am afraid to preach it. Yes. There are just a few places I would go, and Bible Baptist Church is one of them, that I would preach that message. That's not the only place. But there's some places I couldn't preach it. I'd be laughed out. I'm telling you, boy, I've got a burden. I can't help it. This text, I've worshiped God this morning as I have thought of this text. And they set this woman down into the midst. And can you imagine how she must have felt? And these scribes and Pharisees, Moses said, Stone her. What do you say? So you know the rest of that story. But it ends up like this. Jesus said, woman, where are those thine accusers? Doth no man condemn thee? She said, no man, Lord. Jesus said, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. You see, Jesus couldn't break the law and he was right there. The woman was condemned, but it took two or three, and Jesus wasn't going to break that law. Now, all of them has left, and there's just Jesus and that poor woman sitting there, and he said, neither do I condemn thee. Go, but sin no more. Amen. Boy, I'm thankful that God loves sinners, aren't you? Now, If you will notice here with me too, the Jews wanted the Lord Jesus dead. And Pilate said to them, well, you take him. You you crucify him. You kill him. And they said, it's unlawful for us to put a man to death, but we want you to do it. They wanted rid of the Lord Jesus Christ. But I'm glad, thank God, he came in for a purpose and he fulfilled that purpose. And so I I hate to admit what I'm going to do this morning, but I'm going to use a phrase that the Pharisees made for my text. This man receiveth sinners. And so this... These Pharisees said, they said, he calls himself the son of the blessed. And he let a sinner come and touch him. Hey, I got better news than that. He touched sinners and he let sinners touch him. And it's a sad day when we've become so pious and so holy that we can't bend down because we're afraid well, somebody's going to identify us as somebody that's a friend of sinner. Jesus Christ was a friend of sinner, And I want to be a friend of sinners. I want to be a friend of them Now This man says he's the son of the blessed And uh, he's come down from The Lord God Almighty The Jehovah God And he receives sinners You see this angered the Pharisees But then I'm reminded of this woman that came into this Pharisee's house in Luke chapter 7, this same epistle or same book. And when you study that, he is called a Pharisee four times before we learn his name. His name was Simon. And Simon said... If this man were a prophet, if this man's really who he said he was, he would know what kind of a man a man or this woman is. Yes, and she's touching him. Well, she was doing it right in Bible days. They didn't sit at the table like we do. Uh, they leaned upon an elbow on a table that was low, with their feet out behind them. The woman did come and sit down beside the Lord, she stood behind him weeping, and her tears fell on his feet, and she took the hair of her head, and I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but a woman's hair was given to her for her glory, and he just, she just dumped all of her glory down on his feet and began to with the hairs of her head hallelujah and he said Simon do you see this woman how could he see her he's so religious he's so holy he thinks he don't have eyes to see a poor fallen sinner he couldn't see her but Jesus saw her. That's right. Boy, I like that song, don't you? Yep. He saw not what I was, That's right. but what I could have been. Yep. Boy, I'm telling you, if you'd known me years ago, yep. you probably wouldn't speak to me tonight, today. And you'd wonder what in the world I was doing up here. But I met somebody yep. who loved sinners, oh, yeah. who cared for me and received me when many would have cast me out but he said he, Jesus said so many ti- and so many words this to Simon he said Simon said I entered into your house you didn't anoint my head That's right. uh, that was customary yes. and you didn't offer me anything and he said this and so many words said this woman has dumped tons of respect on me and you're supposed to be a religious man and you hadn't shown me any respect whatsoever and I want to say in this parable alone there's confirmation of God's desire to receive sinners now I know sinners aren't welcome everywhere they go And I've heard a lot of things, and I don't want to get off into all of that, but I've heard preachers talk about getting up and going to somebody in the audience and telling them to leave because they weren't dressed properly. What are we? That's right. When the church ceases to be a hospital, we're in trouble. Can't help this preacher. God help us. He desires if there's a sinner in this building, maybe you've been talked about and you've been criticized and you've been put down and you feel oh, let me tell you, you got a friend and you got one that will receive you with open doors. The re- religious crowd may not want you, but I promise you, Jesus wants you. And I'm telling you, God designed before there was ever a grain of sand or a firmament for the fowls of the air to fly through. He designed a plan to save mankind. Somehow God in all of his foreknowledge heard out in the future the moaning and groaning of a lost man. And he determined, I'm going to save that man. And it was determined before Amen. There was ever the creation that the Son of God should come and he should give his life for sinners and that which he did. God designed salvation. Man did not design it. Boy, I'm glad man didn't design it. I'm glad almighty God designed salvation. And may I say, sinner, he included you. I believe there's not a sinner upon the face of the earth for whom Christ did not die. And I believe all of them can come. When Noah was ordered of God to build that ark, all the dimensions of that ark was given but one, the door. You know why? Why? I just wonder if he didn't leave the whole side of that thing open so everybody could get in. That's God's attitude towards sinners. I think I've told this here before, but I was witnessing to this man, and he said, there's no way God would save me. I said, what do you mean? He said, you don't know what I am. He said, I'm a wicked sinner. I said, you just qualified yourself. Well, that's whom Jesus came to die for. He came to die for sinners. If there's anybody in this building that deserves to be in hell, it's me. And God saved me from that. And I bless him. Well, and then... May I say not only his desire, his design, but his delight. He delights in saving sinners. That means so much to him. And in this very chapter, it says that there's rejoicing in the presence of angels over one sinner that repenteth more than the 99 and just persons that need no repentance. What he was talking about there is some of you think you don't need to repent. You're all right the way you're going, and you're going into heaven but he said I'm telling you take that sinner that repents and heaven oh boy remember that song it made news in heaven when I got saved didn't make the papers down here nobody's concerned but heaven got all stirred up when that sinner going in. I'm telling you if there's a sinner in this building and he or she will come and give their heart to God you can stir heaven up this morning they get excited about sinners coming that's what this whole matters about and if we lose that we've lost it all God help us I challenge anyone to find in this chapter especially but anywhere in the Bible one word where Christ denied a sinner from coming to hell now Jesus had a whole lot to say against the religious crowd but he didn't have anything say against the sinner. One time when Jesus discouraged a sinner from coming, that's not in the scripture. And I'm telling you, there's some wicked people that came to Jesus. Yes. And Jesus saved every one of them. Amen. He'll yes. save that's everyone right. today. That's right. Well, I've done so much, you've not done that much. Right. Yep. Amen. Yes. Christ took care of that. That's right. Amen. He died for your sin. Not one word of difficulty. Hey, it's not difficult to get saved. That's right. It might be difficult to get to the place that you realize you need to be saved. But there's no difficulty on God's part. Yep. Amen. He opens his arms and he receives those who come. In fact, the key verse of Luke's gospel is chapter 19 in verse 10. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. That's why I came. Yes. To seek and to save that which was lost. Now listen to this. I'm just going to be a few more minutes, but Paul said Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God and our Savior who will have all men to be saved. May I say God wasn't a Calvinist. He was desires that all men be saved. Amen and amen. And to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now look at this matter here. Receiveth. This word that's translated receiveth is found 14 times in our New Testament. And three times it's translated as received. Once each is translated as allow accept and take. Boy, I love this one. Preacher four times is translated in the sense of look for. Jesus looked for sinners. He didn't wait till they came looking for him. He looked for them. Amen. Amen. I love this story Brother Borden when Zacchaeus we sang this song when we were kids remember that Zacchaeus was a wee little man wee little man was he he climbed up in the sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see remember that and as Jesus passed that way wonder why Jesus passed that way I wonder why he came that way (laughs) boy he had a lot had a lot to do but he had time to go by that tree boy I'm glad he had time to come to where I was He knew the tree yes. Zacchaeus was in. Yep. Saw he went under that. He said, come down. I'm going home with you today. Yep. Hallelujah. Amen. Then John chapter 4 said he must needs yes. go through Samaria. Yes. Yes. Now that wasn't the normal route. Right. You know right. that. Right. No, them. that wasn't the normal route. You didn't go through there because they hated him. That's right. They, if they had seen a Jew dying, they would have felt under no obligation to help him whatsoever. Yeah. They rubbed against one of them in a marketplace. They'd go home, wash themselves thoroughly. That's what they thought about them. Yeah. But Jesus had a different attitude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, fellas, we got to go through some area. Yeah. i got to need. You know what that need is? They're going to be a woman come there. Yep. Yeah, right. yeah. And this woman's a sinner. She's a very wicked sinner. Yeah. Now, Jesus didn't say that, but we know that. Yeah, sure. But he said, I want to see her. And boy, he did. They struck up a conversation. As Brother Milford Biddle said, she sat down her bucket and grabbed up the well. Yep. Went running into town, said, come see a man that told me everything I did. Is not this the Christ? Now, if you read that modern version, it, it makes it sound like she was asking a question. Could this be the Christ? Yeah, that's the way one of them reads. This is not the Christ, is it? No, she went running in with her heart overjoyed, and said, "Is not this the Christ? Is this not the one who said he's going to come?" I'm telling you, Jesus looked for sinners. He knew where sinners were. Yes, sir. Lord, help me. Preach, I'm done. The Just Good Preaching podcast is an unseen hand media production. This podcast is on all the most popular podcasting apps, so be sure to subscribe. And while you're at it, be sure to stop over on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review so that others can find these messages. For more information about the Just Good Preaching podcast and many other podcasts, go to RonnieBrown.net forward slash unseen. That is RonnieBrown.net forward slash unseen. Thank you so much for listening.